males are born, men are built. This is the Great Man Podcast, where we want you to build great men as you allow other men to build you. Join New York Times bestselling author Stephen Mansfield, along with seasoned leaders of men, Anthony Flemons and J.T. McCrow, as we bring a wide range of experience and expertise to help you become the great man you are designed to be. With you this week is Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast, a podcast of personal coaching for men. Man, I've got a lot I want to dive into today, and I'm going to move fast and hit hard. But let me mention an opportunity for some of you college students that I really want you to consider. I am a fellow in the Institute for Faith and Culture. This is an institute started by the famous Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church down in Coral Ridge, Florida, basically Fort Lauderdale. I'm a big believer in what they do. You may know about Coral Ridge Prez. One of the, the great leader of it that we many of us will remember was Dr. D. James Kennedy. Uh, he's no longer with us, but man, good people are running this church and it's thriving and doing great stuff. And they are offering as part of the Institute for Faith and Culture an internship for this summer. It's 10 weeks long. It's for college students. You will have a chance to rub shoulders with some of the leaders in our country. They're going to take a trip to both D.C. and Cuba. Uh, All of that's covered. Uh, You will have a tremendous opportunity to learn, to have your leadership refined, your theology refined, to to have your Christian faith drawn out, and the trajectory of your life and leadership probably altered forever. I want you to consider it. If you're a college student, I want you to consider doing this. This stuff's important. It's more than just a resume builder. It's a chance for you to be changed and a chance for you to see some things, learn some things, do some things, serve in ways that will shape you forever and allow you then to shape your culture. Let me give you the website uh, that you can then go check out more details about uh, on and also that then you can respond through crpc.org, crpc.org backslash internship. CRPC stands for Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, the initials, crpc.org backslash internship. Tell you what, I just can't recommend it more. And if some of you apply and get it, I want you to let me know. Okay. Now, I am coming in hot and heavy for you men. You know, this is a podcast of personal coaching for men, and I've got three topics that I want to put before you. You know I believe in you. You know I believe in the power of noble manhood. Uh, You know I want you to be a success in every area of your life, mainly as a man, mainly as you live in your uh, your life, your band of brothers, your family, your children. uh, In this society, I want you to do great things. But there are three arenas in which statistics have been released recently, some very trustworthy polls, and they indicate warning signs for men in particular. So these are three issues that I'm going to hit hard, give you some stats, and warn you about. And one of the first is this. I'll tell you straight up. Here's the maximum principle, the main maxim here. For a man, one of the most important decisions he can make that will ultimately shape his life, determine whether he'll be a success, determine whether he will prosper, determine uh, whether he will leave a legacy, determine whether he'll be happy and fulfilled and, and whole 
is how he chooses a wife. Now, I'd say the same thing to women if I was talking to a room full of women, but I'm talking to men. And I want to tell you there's a dangerous statistic happening in the United States right now. Do you know that over the last 50 years, the marriage rate in the U.S. has dropped by nearly 60%? This is a study that's been done of late. It's stunning. What's happening is that many of the structures that would give advantages to married couples are diminishing. And a lot of what used to be a feature of marriage is being moved outside of marriage, having children, cohabitating, etc. And there are many negative attitudes towards marriage for a variety of reasons. We understand why there might be for, for women, some of the perspectives that are given them by popular culture, you know, anti-child, anti-marriage, you know, that kind of thing, kind of a hyper-feminist thing. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm as much of a feminist as uh, the scriptures allow me to be, as my faith allows me to be. So I'm a believer in women. I've said it many, many times. However, uh, the negative version, the extreme version, the destructive version of feminism tells women that marriage is bondage and children are are, are a burden and, uh, and moves them away from it. So I understand why women might absorb that. For men, it has a lot to do with fear. It has a lot to do with immaturity, has a lot to do with a Peter Pan complex, I'll never grow up, has a lot to do with societal messages there that that uh, about divorce and about the burdens a man endures when he has a family but but I'll tell you what it's it's really stunning that marriage is happening less and when it does happen it happens late I want you to examine your attitudes towards marriage because this is one of the most important decisions you will make in life it's critical I believe that most guys are embroiled in some kind of Peter Pan complex where they're waiting way too late, being way too picky. I do believe in discernment, discrimination, and wisdom when it comes to choosing a mate. But I think you ought to see that as something that happens earlier. I think you ought to get the help of the wise coaches and parents and, and adults in your life involved. I'm not talking about arranged marriages here. I'm talking about wisdom. I'm talking about perspective. I'm talking about outside eyes on you. I could kill you with a lot of statistics here, but the, the the way that marriage is decreasing, it's going later, and that a lot of stuff that were features of marriage originally and as by way of design are now being moved outside of marriage, very, very destructive to men, destructive to their souls, destructive to them financially. It's stunning what's happened. Listen to this, this one stat. I'm tempted to give you all kinds of stats, but I know that it can cause your brain to numb over. Just listen to this. The number of women entering their first marriage between the ages of 40 and 59 has jumped 75% since 1990. I mean, I could just go on and on. Men, I want you to not be afraid of marriage. I want you to get ready. I want you to think of your high school and college years as a time of prep. I want. I don't want you to marry until you found the right person. I believe you ought to keep sex and cohabitating within marriage. And I think you should prepare well, prepare wisely. Let churches, let your pastors, let your parents, let your let your manly coaches lead you in these things. But marriage is important. It's not something to fear. It's not something to resent. It is the part of the key to a happy life. It's part of the key to a godly life. And I don't apologize for speaking as a Christian on this podcast. And I want you to stop messing around here. 
letting society fear you. We've all, we talked many times about that movement, MGTOW, MGTOW, men going their own way, resenting marriage, resenting the courts, resenting divorce, resenting what women have done to men in, 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 in divorce. I understand all that. And I, and I, and I, I'm working for changing the laws too. In some cases, they used to be anti-women. Now they tend to be anti-men. We want to see that change. We want to see it be fair and wise, but don't be an idiot. Marriage is good. Marriage is positive. There's a woman out there for you and you got to learn how to build a good marriage. Do it fully. Commit with your life. Don't be afraid of it. Don't wait till your fifties for heaven's sakes. How ridiculous. You're going to love it. It's one of the great blessings of life. And the statistics are just the opposite. So work against the influence of your culture. Number two, while I'm in a coaching (laughs) raging mode here, I want you to consider something else. I want you to be healthy. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of health problems creeping up on men in our generation. I got tearfully angry recently about prostate cancer because prostate cancer is killing men and prostate cancer basically feeds on testosterone. So it's a cancer on the thing that makes us men. Now that's not my topic right now, but I I care a lot about men and their health. I want you to watch your health, but I told you I'd work with you on statistics. Uh, Here is a new statistic that has just been released by the Cleveland Clinic reported in the New York Times, you can look this up yourself, confirmed by the CDC. Listen to this. The majority of men, 55% don't get regular health screenings. And as a result, things like heart disease and diabetes that are easily caught in a routine physical are killing them. Now, listen, I'm not going to hold back on this. I want you to start early in your life. I would say really college age. I want, unless you have a, some kind of condition you need to check on regularly, in which case make it earlier. But I want you to get an annual physical. It's not that expensive. It's not that big a deal. I know all the humor and all the myths and all the attitudes about it. I don't like having a finger up my backside any more than anybody else does. I don't like being pricked and prodded and poked. But my age, by the way, every time I go in for a physical, they do an EKG. They shave part of my body hair off. It's uncomfortable as it grows back in the next weeks. No, I don't look forward to any of it. I don't look forward to any of it. However, I will tell you that in a routine physical, a form of cancer was found in my body. I'm post-it now. I'm not going to go into the details, but but a form of cancer was found in a routine physical. Other things like that have been found in routine physicals. So one of the manly disciplines that I urge you, in fact, if I have any influence in, in your life at all, I insist that you get an annual physical and try to get a physical from someone who is man-friendly, meaning man-aware is really more what I mean, not man-friendly. Is your testosterone being tested? If you think you have a low T problem, are they checking? You should insist that they are checking your prostate. And yes, I know it's a finger up the backside, but that, that exact experience is what caught something that was wrong in my body. I can, I've told the story before. Maybe I'll tell it again, but that's not my point right now. The least comfortable part of a physical for a man was the thing that caught a serious problem in my body that now I am completely post. Now, I insist on it. And yet, the statistics are showing that most men don't do an annual physical. I want to tell you that I have had young friends of mine die of cancer, die of heart problems of late. It's not just that I'm a little bit older than most of you. It's that men 
because of the stresses, because of the health situations, because of a negative thing about medicine. I think I think the COVID era caused a lot of guys to walk away with a distrust of the medical community because they were so divided and didn't make a lot of sense in some cases. Well, I, I can't solve the COVID problem, but I can dang sure solve uh, you getting a physical. And I'm asking you every year of your life, go in and get a physical. I've had most of my physicals took an hour. They took an hour. Some form of insurance took care of it. I had to pay a little bit, a hundred or two, whatever. But I was sure I got a blood test. I got a urine test. I did prostate checked, had all the stethoscope stuff on upstairs, had testosterone checked. If I thought I needed it, I think I've done that once in my whole life. I don't mind being open about it. I've on and on. Or you have your weight check. You have even your height. Some guys, the indication of something going wrong with their health is that they're they're shrinking. Their bones somehow are compacting. On and on and on. Get a doctor you like. Go in there. Get it done. Prioritize it. Men. I love are dying. And when they died, it became obvious it was lack of a physical. I've actually asked widows who were my friends, when was the last time you had a physical? She said, oh gosh, it's been at least a decade. Ridiculous. Guy was in mid-age. So get a physical. I'm not going to hold back on you. And if I, if you come up and say hi to me at an airport or at an event, and I, I might just just intrude and say, okay, I love you. I'm glad you came up and gave me a hug and shook my hand. I want to know, are you getting a physical? You're taking care of your 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 death documents, you know, your will and your, all that kind of stuff. I'm a big believer that you have life insurance. I care about all that stuff for you, men, because this is what good men do. All right, this is what good men do, and and this is also, by the way, the way I'm talking to you right now, loving you as I am, urging you towards healthy things. This is what a band of brothers ought to do. Every man on listening to this podcast who's in a band of brothers should be turning to his band of brothers and saying, "Do you have a will, fool? Do you have a life insurance? If you die tomorrow, has your family got some hundreds of thousands to, to 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 continue? That's not a lot of insurance. I know it sounds like a lot of money, but it's not a lot of insurance. Have you had a physical? Are are you taking care of yourself? Have you at least been out for a walk three or four times this week? That kind of conversation. See how fast that was? We need to be checking on each other because nobody else is, baby. And statistics show that 55% of men in America are going to be hurting because they're not getting themselves checked medically. Now, Another issue, final issue, I know this isn't maybe the most inspiring podcast I've ever done, but I don't mind kicking your butt once in a while because I care about you. During COVID and because of inflation, credit card debt in America has risen by a record high of almost $1 trillion. It's because of inflation. It's because of COVID spending. It's also because the people who make credit cards not make the physical card, but people who are the credit card companies have gotten smart about the way they market. There are a lot of branded cards, case in point, DoorDash uh, and Chase Manhattan Bank just this last week issued a new card for power users of the food delivery platform. That's I'm using the language I'm reading here off of this study. Among the perks, the cardholders get a 4% cash back on their DoorDash deliveries and, and $100 cash back after spending $500. I understand incentives like that. I use two or three travel credit cards that give me huge benefits. But I'll tell you what the difference is. The difference is I've never carried a dime uh, on those cards. I pay the bill off every single month. And I know that I can, and I don't spend beyond that. But listen to this. For consumers who don't pay their balances uh, in full every month, for example, that DoorDash card, 
the interest rate is 19.4%. It's 20% and can rise in some cases to 28%. That means you charge $500, you're paying 28% interest if you don't pay the dang thing off. Now, I'm just going to I'm going to cut to the chase here. I don't want you young guys, especially, but you older guys too, I don't want you misusing credit cards. It's one of the fastest ways into serious bondage. That and student loans is killing people. And I will come back to student loans later. I recommended a number of resources previously, but credit card debt has risen in America $1 trillion. And by the way, it's mainly males doing that. It's what the statistics show. And a lot of what the trap is, that is you like a certain restaurant or you like a certain airline or you like a certain food delivery service like DoorDash and you get their credit card and it all looks cool because, hey, look, I get $100 back every time I spend 500 or, hey, look, I get double airline points or whatever it is. But if you're not prepared to pay off that, that bill at the end of the month, you are heading towards serious, serious bondage. Now, I want you to examine that part of your life. I want you to decide if you have a problem, if you have a spending problem, if you've got 19 credit cards in your wallet and you're running them all up and you're not paying them off and you think you're smart at playing the game, but you're thousands of dollars in debt and all of it, by the way, running at about 20% interest rate, you're heading towards serious trouble. So I want you to reconsider this. Our country is in trouble. The young in particular are in trouble. You millennials, you Gen Z, I mean, you guys are the target for this. They're targeting you. They always have been. I'm sorry about that, but that's just reality. And you're putting too much money on credit card. I want you to consider something. I have urged many times the programs of my friend Dave Ramsey. Dave and I are good friends. I believe completely in what he does. Uh, He urges people to get out of debt. He teaches them how to do it. He's got programs, very successful. Dave has screwed up himself in times past, gone bankrupt, recovered, learned, grown, grown a marvelous organization just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. I I speak for them occasionally. I don't have any financial connection. So if if you work with them, pay them money, I don't make a dime. That's not what I'm doing here, but I want you, if you realize you've got trouble, I want you to contact the Ramsey Solutions people. It's easy to get in touch with them. Just go online, look up Dave Ramsey, look up Ramsey Solutions, get into their programs, get the help you need, listen to his podcast, listen to his broadcast, get out of this kind of bondage. Now, listen, this is no joke. Choosing a mate, taking care of your health, keeping yourself from excessive debt so you can really succeed and build wealth and build an estate. This is part of a happy life. And men need to be talking to each other in just these terms. I'm not trying to be cool and coachy here. I care about you. I'm passionate about you. And I want you not to be in these forms of bondage because this is the stuff that's destroying the souls of men when they don't get it right. All right. I love you. Do it. Talk to each other about it. If you're sitting here listening to this and you're thinking of a friend who's in just this kind of bondage, call him, make him listen to this. Let's coach each other and rise to greatness rather than live in bondage because this is one of the great arts of being a great man. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen, Anthony, or JT to speak at your man's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production. 